Welcome back, everyone, to another week of everybody's favorite podcast. TV channeling. Annaling, annaling, <sighs> We can't afford an echo effect, 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 effect. Or a cloud <laughs> effect, effect, effect. <laughs> we are our own sound machine. How dope is that? <laughs> we were beatboxing when beatboxing wasn't cool. <laughs> That's not it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I could never beatbox properly. Anyway, my name is Tachi. And I'm Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I am good, Tachi. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. It's a new year, new attitude. All right. I can't believe we are in a 2020, you guys. It's pretty crazy on the other side of the last decade. But before yeah. we let the last decade go, I think we should take a look back, Tachi. Way back way back so we're gonna go over our top five favorite shows of the 2010s also top known five as favorite shows of the 2010s also known as the uh, as the as the 20 teens 2010s we're still not there the, the jury is still out on what that decade was called so 2010s 20 teens let's talk about it so tachi what was your first favorite show that started in 2010 to 2019 okay so i'm going to tell you a lot of the shows are going to be heavier on the latter side of the decade uh simply because there are millions of shows <laughs> and I, I was sitting there and thinking about it i'm like you know what a lot of things that i really feel are critically acclaimed there are a lot so but some of the things that i wanted to pick out are towards the latter end of the decade you know tachi we may have to basically break down since we do so much cheating we need to start uh maybe making these episodes into two parts where we do our top 10 and then we do we each do five in uh in oh, uh, part one and then five in part two since we That's normally really end up doing idea. like eight we give like eight or nine in our our top fives Rather than cheat, let's make it official. Yeah, let's make it official next time. That's like if you want to cheat on someone, why, why, why don't you just let's have an open them? relationship, Tachi? Let's see other co-hosts to spice up our relationship. That, that, <laughs> that sounds wildly inappropriate. So, <laughs> but you asked me about my number five. Okay, so this is cheating. Right off the bat, I'm starting right away. <laughs> oh my God, Tachi. I hope you're using protection on your microphone. <laughs> oh, it is, I have heavy prophylaxis on uh, my microphone. So they're not even on the same network. So my number five is um, Homecoming and Killing Eve. What? <laughs> because no, let me tell you why they're the same type of show that's why they both I, involve film and cameras so no <laughs> they both no, use lighting and actors they're they're the same type of show where there is this this mystery to be so so they're both you know they're thrillers but they're mysteries so there's this mystery to be solved of who is x y and z who is responsible for this um in sandra o's case on killing eve they're looking uh you know for a, a particular person and the same thing in homecoming in homecoming she's looking to find out what's going on to uncover some things so that's 
why they're the same type of show. They're looking to uncover people or situations. Um, I was so, we, we actually reviewed Homecoming on TV channeling some weeks ago, some months ago, actually. And I loved it. The I'm super happy that it's coming back for a season two kind of retool. Julia Roberts will not be uh, on it. As far as I know, they haven't no, mentioned that. Right, so she won't be on it. They've uh, selected a new uh, individual, but it is it, it. I loved Julia Roberts, Sissy Spacek. I loved the whole thing, and I was listening to a, the, an episode where we were talking about this, and I kept thinking about how the hell are you in Florida in their mountains? You know, I just kept thinking about the type of thing that it makes no sense, and it's so dystopian, but it's so well written and it was really good i really loved the fact that they switched between uh, a 16-9 television format and they did some vertical as well so they flipped between vertical and horizontal the story was just really nicely done and tight and the same thing killing eve first of all i love europe so you know the whole thing takes place um in, in europe it's i love sandra O. Oh. so yeah those are my uh, t- top number five, top five <laughs> of the decade. <laughs> Homecoming and Killing Eve. Wow. If I know we're going to be able to be that free and flowing with our cheating, I, oh my it, it God. It is not free and All bets are off now because of you're just free and easy. <laughs> well, All right. I, I didn't know if we were doing honorable mentions, so I said I might as well slide this wow. in. All right. Well, okay, prepare. It's going to be a lot going um, on over here. All right. Off, um Kevin. All right, Kevin, what is your number five top fave of the decade? All right. Well, I basically think um, my number five is these six shows that are very have a lot in common. So first one of the six is... (laughs) You cannot do six. (laughs) The first one of the five is... No, just kidding. All right. um, I got to give it up to a Showtime show called Penny Dreadful. Um, How did I know you were going to pick that? Okay, yeah, it 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 uh it's uh the season uh began in uh the first episode season began in 2014. It ended in 2016. This show was so breathtaking in its uh the world creating. It created such a rich world. Um, the you know a, a, a couple years ago, uh, a Universal was trying to start this whole called so-called dark universe, where they had uh, some of these characters that they own the rights to, like the Mummy and uh, Frankenstein, all those characters. But that the problem was, it had already been done and done better on Penny Dreadful because it took these different kinds of ideas and characters. There was, there was like a Doctor Jekyll type character and. Um, um, there uh, uh, were there was a werewolf type character, and um, uh, Eva Green was being pursued uh, doggedly by Satan, and um, it was all in Victorian time, so the 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 period garb was on point, corsets mm. for days, cleavage for days fainting sofas and 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 witches and warlocks oh my it was everything eva green is one of the most incredible actresses what that actress did in those episodes was the journey she takes us on the of this character who is trying to hold on to her sanity and trying to hold on to her god and her religion while being just just 
just uh, besieged by Satan and darkness all around her and trying to her her grip on 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 the cross and on Jesus was so tenuous and week in week out we tuned into like is she gonna lose her grip and it was amazing to see it was absolutely amazing to see we had Dorian Gray completely reimagine the character who doesn't age just it was it was just a feast for the eyes and a feast for the emotions and there's an episode where Eva Green's character, the whole char- the whole episode plays out like a play, where she is in a mental institution and she is in a room, and basically she's in the room with uh uh with Satan and God, basically fighting for her soul, and it is one of the most spectacular acting feats you have ever seen and also filmmaking to take something with that has no space take one room and expand that room and expand what we learn about the person in that room and not have it feel claustrophobic all throughout making it feel claustrophobic when it needs to for the story but then making it spread out and making it feel spacious the things they did the show was genius the only problem with the show is that it ended when it did it ended far too soon they basically um uh it ended and Eva Green's the uh, character story arc did have a conclusion, but they set it up to have a new protagonist uh, uh, leading the show. But then it didn't come back, and they tried to tell us after the fact, like, "Oh no, it was that was meant to be the end." Like, no, it wasn't. Liar! <laughs> so you're not fooling anybody. Wow, are we taking uh, and, it seriously? <laughs> and the show has even gotten more successful, uh, and it's on Netflix, and so it's coming back supposedly uh, 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 as Penny Dreadful Los Angeles, but it's not going to have any of the original characters. It's it's just, a, they're just trying to take advantage of the success of the name, the uh, the name now, because it's gotten so many more fans uh, since it's come to Netflix, uh, people that didn't have Showtime. And so we're not falling for it, Showtime. We want a real, true successor to the original Penny Dreadful that continues the story of our intrepid monster hunters, we need a we need resolution. I need resolution. So th- th- you can you can take your L.A. in the twenties. Yeah, you, you know where you can put it. So where the wow. where the werewolf don't howl. Oh, so. <laughs> <I hope not. laughs> All right. I, 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 this sounds this sounds fascinating. Again, I can't participate in your joy because showtime. And no, it's on. It's available on Netflix. I'm telling you, Tachi. If you watch the first episode of season one and you're not captivated and pulled into this dark, mysterious, brooding world that is as beautiful as it is terrifying, ah, you will. You will. Oh, you will. You will. You will be enveloped by it. Wait a minute. So has this always been available on Netflix? It's been on. It's been on Netflix for the last couple of years. Yeah. Not always. It was oh. originally it's a Showtime show, but then uh, right. uh, after a while, they it it was released over. To oh, Netflix. it went to Netflix. Okay, okay. So I I can watch it if I so choose. Yeah, so it actually okay. has got it's gotten so much popularity since it's been on Netflix. People that have got a chance to discover it, and so it is pretty incredible show. And since we're mentioning more than one show that have a tenuous connection, I will mention at this time one of the shows that aired uh, right after it uh, when it was airing on Showtime was a, a show called Nurse Jackie. And now that you know show about a well. nurse with a drug problem was incredible. And it uh, it uh, it uh, it starred um oh my god, what's her name? Franco. 
Edie Falco, Edie Falco uh, uh, from uh, from The Sopranos played a nurse who was addicted to drugs. And that show took us on a roller coaster ride of somebody who is incredibly good at what they do, but too good of a liar for their own good. And what it does to her family as well as her career, the journey was gut wrenching. It was joyful, surprisingly funny at times, and a little bit too real sometimes. And this was a flawed ass character. So if you want to go on a journey, if you want to get to know a person who you're going to love and loathe, Nurse Jackie. Now, as they would say in the South, you know good and damn well, Penny Dreadful and Nurse Jackie are nothing alike. They're about two complicated women trying to make it through a very dark world. Okay, if you believe that nonsense, I'll go along, I'll go along <laughs> with it. And also, both the shows aired on Showtime on the same night. So if you if you can connect uh, your two shows, then I can connect these shows. No, but those shows actually had a connection. They're the same type of show. Both those two sh- are not. Both these shows were premium cable shows starring women. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. What's your next? So pick, was Donnie? Bob's uh, Bob Hartop and Shola. Anyway. No, that that was not. Well, okay, fine. That was not a premium cable show. That's a network show. No, starring women, starring um, starring a woman. Woman. I said a premium cable show, Tachi, starring powerful women, complicated women characters. Okay. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, keep it moving. So, what's your next pick? <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> What's your number four favorite show of tw- of the 2010s, 20-teens? That's a little better, sir. So I would have to go with N- Downton Abbey as my number four. It is a PBS show for Masterpiece, uh, but it became a larger phenomenon. And it's not often. Often you see these shows from PBS that are very niche. It's the PBS Brigade. But Downton Abbey had such a following that it it kind of had this crossover appeal to the point where they had the, you know, the movie, you know, kind of ending it. it has, to, has it been released yet? Yeah, the movie came out in the fall, came out in the beginning in of the September. fall, right. So it came out in September. So to the fact that they had that movie, that shows that there are, there's such a fan base and it's really a crossover fan base. And for those who don't know, it's actually about... Um, uh, it, it's a period drama, a British period drama set in the early 20th century. And it actually first aired in in the UK in 2010 and then um, became part of Masterpiece in the US on PBS in 2011. So that's a, a early 2010s show uh, or an earlier side even though most of my choices are from later. But um, it, it span, it has had quite a career, <laughs> the show. The characters are complex. It, the, story, the story is just good. Some, at some points, it's a little slow, but I, I just absolutely adored it. So um, you, you, they also connect these um, historical, historical events. For example, the sinking of the Titanic and uh, the First World War 
the Spanish influenza pandemic, um, the Marconi scandal. So there are all these little snippets of history that are also involved in it, which makes it all the more real. So you're looking at history happening, if that makes any sense. So number four is Downton Abbey. All right. Well, um... That was probably your number something, huh? Yeah. Um. You know what? It's just an honorable mention for me. So, um, I can talk about it now that we were talking about it. So, okay. Um. Yeah. Because I wasn't. It wasn't on my list, and it wasn't my number one. So, yeah. Let's just talk about it now. So, um, so, so yes, the, the uh, Down Abbey chronicled the lives of British aristocratic, uh, the Crawley family, and their servants, and I absolutely loved this show. Yet it wasn't on your list. I shouldn't even use it in the past tense because honestly, I'm not a person. I know a lot of people um, that can watch things repeatedly, that they love it, they will watch it multiple uh, multiple times. Normally, that is not the case for me. Very rare. It's like no matter how much I loved it, I'm like, I've seen it, I'm moving on. But if you turn Down Abbey on right now on episode one, season one, we I will sit down and we will watch it from start to finish. I can watch it all over again. <laughs> I love the show that much. I love the characters that, oh my God, Mr. Bates and Anna, their love story, the trials, their tribulations. Oh my God, the uh, just the 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 whole thing about the how the money was passed down and learning about how that whole thing worked and the 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 hierarchy of the how the servants uh uh work and the whole ecosystem of that world about how these grand castles and uh, uh and how they support the the village around them and um it's all interconnected and um and at this pivotal time in history where technology is starting to change things and and getting a uh, you know a, electric light and um and being nervous about electricity and and is it safe to have a radio in the house and stuff like that i mean is is it's so it's such an interesting peering into another time and you genuinely feel like you're peering uh through a window through time the show was absolutely gorgeous to look at and that theme is one of the most arresting just the beginning that the the beginning of the literally my heart would skip a beat every sunday the best thing about after christmas during that time was after christmas where there's kind of a blah feeling like oh the celebration party's over uh, yeah um, no more cookies for no reason so um <laughs> being handed out to candy <laughs> to you constantly <laughs> right <laughs> so um you're like oh no more cookies and free fudge um but then down nabby would start up and it was just like oh yes there's a reason to keep going a cookie-free reason to keep moving forward. Um, absolutely love the show. Love that music. My heart would skip a beat every time that, that theme would play. Love those characters so much. And Julian Fellows, the creator, he he there, there's a saying called Kill Your Darlings, and he he lived by that mantra where there'd be characters yes. that you loved. And he did not. He would take his he would take his uh, keyboard and he would he would snuff them out and dare you to stop watching. And you're like, damn it, I can't look away. 
So, <laughs> so, but I'm I'm curious as to why this was not on your list. I'm you... I'm shocked too. I would have thought that it would be my number one pick, but since you just talked about it, I guess it's not even on my list now. That guy chance to talk about it, making room for other things. Maybe who knows? It's weird oh, so I see your all... game. I see your game, sir. I don't all even right. know what you're talking about. Oh, I do. I do. Weird and so does the audience. So does the damn audience. They know exactly what you're trying to pull. <laughs> They know what? exactly what you're trying to pull. It's okay. You I are not, not. I was slick. not really a huge fan of Downton. Says all you. right. Uh huh. Anyway, yeah, this is Maggie more Smith for life, yo. Dowager Countess, keeping it real. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. So since you you had, it's actually your turn. Um, your oh, number. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just can't. You just got so into your games, your, your reindeer games that you were trying to play, that you forgot. But it's actually time for your number four. Okay. What even... is your number four pick, Kevin? All right. Um. Let's see. Gosh, I can't with you. I well, since can't. we're doing shows that basically are sort of alike. Oh. All right. So you know what? I've got to say my next pick is a little show called Gravity Falls. Okay. It was an animated show um, uh, from, I think it was Disney, Disney X. What was that other that channel called? I can't, Disney Beyond, whatever the hell that channel was. It doesn't matter. It's on some Disney channel. And it's probably, you know what? Like everything else, it's available on Disney+. Plus. So uh, the show dropped in 2012 and it, uh, and it ended in 2016. And it took, uh, uh, it took you on an absolute journey. The show takes place over one summer where these two kids go to visit their uh their grunkle which is a great uncle i love that term I'm, i'll use it till the day i die grunkle their grunkle stand in a mysterious town called gravity falls where almost anything and everything can happen and the show is joy uh personified or I guess animus, anim, anima, anima, I don't know, animated detized. Anyway, <laughs> it was absolutely so much fun. I was I was so sad when this show ended, and the I have to give it up to the creator for actually sticking to a plan. He had a story to tell about one crazy summer with these uh uh uh, uh twin siblings, a uh, brother and sister, a uh, 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 Dipper and uh, Mabel and it is an incredible world world building that he does at this town is so crazy and 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 this the show actually had genuine moments of um, excitement and danger and foreboding and uh, but it always stayed funny at the same time and at the end of it when they finally go home when they if it when they make it through that summer it's like they're forever changed and you're forever changed for having watched it it was an absolute journey uh and an absolute joy to watch and it also reminds me of a little show called bob's burgers which is also animated that airs on Fox and it's still currently airing. Yes, and it so is. So that what it has in common is it's a show that's animated that makes me laugh. And the humor, it you think it's a kid show because it's animated, and the animation style is very friendly and kid friendly, and it's just like it's all these characters are designed to be on t-shirts. 
But the show actually is, the humor is so written for adults. The characters who are so-called children are voiced by adults, and the characters may as well be adults. They happen to be adults that happen to be going to, like, junior high school for some reason, is essentially how they how they write these characters and how they play them out. And it is absolutely fun. Um, I look forward to every episode of it. And um, the journey continues with Bob's Burgers. Sadly, the journey for Gravity Falls is over. But if you're the creator of Gravity Falls and you're listening, I would love to see Mabel and Dipper in their hometown. I believe they're from Los Angeles. I'd love to see their adventures back at back at home now that they're forever changed by having spent that one crazy summer at Gravity Falls. What is life for them in Studio City or wherever they live here? I would love to see it. So please bring that back and keep cranking out the Bob's Burgers. So that is my number four those are my number four picks. All right. Okay, I've never seen an episode of Gravity Falls. But that sounds... <gasps> oh my God, you are so lucky. I would give anything to be able to watch it from the start and not remember anything because it's literally, it's not that many episodes, not a huge commitment, but it is a full story, I'm telling you, with surprises. Literally, this, this animated show had jaw-dropping, like, what? Surprises, and it was, it was, it was just a revelation, a joyful revelation. You will love it. Wow. Okay. Well, it it sounds like something I should definitely check out. I will check it out because you said so. All right, Tachi. So what is your number three? Yes, three. Number three teen pick? Whatever. What pick? What, no. <laughs> number three teen pick. My number three pick of the decade is Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar is a show that is, um, it is produced and directed by Ava DuVernay, the famed, uh, the acclaimed film director, Ava DuVernay, and executive produced by Oprah Winfrey. It airs on the OWN Network. You can also get episodes on Amazon Prime Video. It is based on a novel called Queen Sugar, and it is about um, a, a family, the Bordelone family in Louisiana in like New Orleans area and their sugar plantation. And it is just wonderful. It goes, you know, they end up with the sugar plantation, obviously after the, their dad dies. And um, it, it, it just goes through the highs and lows of being a family. Obviously, Charlie is um, one. She did not grow up with them. She did, but she didn't live there. She was um, through another relationship that um, her father had. And her mother is actually white, so she's biracial. And we don't find out she's biracial until like, oh, probably in the in the second or third season, we find out she's biracial. And it's it's really interesting. And so there's the whole thing of she's married to, a, she's a basketball wife, was married to um, a basketball player out in LA. He, there's this huge cheating scandal. And, um, you know, she subsequently ends up going back home to Louisiana. And there's the, of trying to run this sugar um, plantation. And she opens also up a sugar refinery. And, you know, despite all of the things that are going on, there are these big families, these big sugar families that, um, you know, run everything. And of course, they're trying to run them all out. It's so interesting. It's just very well done, cinematically beautiful because Ava DuVernay. And so that is my number four pick. Uh, sorry, number three pick, Queen Sugar. 
Wow. What that is that is an interesting pick. Yes. Yes. Have you watched Queen Sugar at all? I've only seen the first couple of episodes and I I can't remember how but I kind of fell out of watching it cuz I was saving them but then I think my box started eating them and I never got around to watching it and I said I was going to start watching it like when I could basically binge it on Netflix and I haven't gotten around to it. We'll get around to it because I know there's a lot of TV that we have to watch, but Queen Sugar is definitely a must. Well, anyway, I love the star, the actress who played Tara on uh, True Blood, uh, whose name I can't remember the actress. Uh, uh, Rutina Wesley. Yes, Rutina Wesley. I absolutely love her. I find her absolutely captivating, and I was very intrigued by her relationship with, I believe, a white police officer at the beginning yes. of the first season. Yes. Which was really interesting, and it kind of like this whole kind of vibe of sleeping with the enemy kind of thing, which exactly. was kind of interesting. So, um, I do need to get into it and uh, uh, and start. I, I feel like if I start watching them, if I watch like two or three of them, I'll probably get sucked in and like blow through all of it during one uh, summer or something like that. Absolutely. But definitely sounds interesting. Yes, yes. All right, so that leads us to your number three pick, Kevin. What is it? All right. Um, there are lots of classes and lots of TED Talks where you can learn all kinds of things. Okay. Um, you know, how to be a better parent, how to be more present in your day-to-day -day life. But there is a class that taught us something that a lot of us secretly wanted to know. And what we really wanted to know is how to get away with murder ah all right okay, so okay. the show stars viola davis and um uh, for those of you who are uninitiated the show is about a group of ambitious law students and their brilliant criminal defense professor uh and they become uh involved in a twisted murder plot that uh promises to change the course of all their lives oh and it changes it it changes all their lives this show is one of the twistiest um uh, there's a term puzzle box show and lots of times people use that show that that term somewhat derogatorily uh, as far as is that even a word uh in a derogatory way <laughs> i'm just making up words <laughs> right <laughs> i'm shaming the devil and english teachers everywhere but um wow anyway <laughs> anyway um uh so but in this case, this is a show that plays with time. It the show always takes place in more than one time period, and so and and it kind of color codes it. It gives it in a subtle way. The there'll be a, a the episode. Some scenes will be tinged in blue, and some won't. And the and so you'll be moving back and forth in time, and you have to be really kind of like minding your p's and q's to like wait. What time are we watching this in? What time is this happening in? And there was a show that was a precursor to this, I believe. I know if anyone else would claim this was a precursor but i absolutely believe it was there was a show called damages that starred glenn close and it aired on fx from uh 2007 to 2012 um well actually i think it, it, it got canceled on fx and i think its last season or two um was on direct tv directly but anyway the show that show took place uh back and forth moved back and forth in time and that show was so complicated and it was so hard to follow it was an incredible show there's no denying it but any, how can anything not be incredible with glenn close involved but this show has mastered that and told the story in such a compelling way and just filled with revelations i'm telling you no other show does literally at the last like 30 seconds of every episode i'm always like what 
oh my, my heart, my heart, my heart, my heart, and it ends with this music every time. Like, oh my god, oh my god, and I have a friend that I will call, and he's just like, oh my, yes, I know you must have just. I know. Calm down, Kevin. Calm down. Get get to a resting heart rate. So. <laughs> Not I'm resting like, heart. I'm rate. lightheaded by the drama, the shock, and just there's always there's scenes of people getting into cars and handing people handing people like uh, uh, uh file folders that are gonna change everything. Now that I have this information, I can destroy somebody. Oh my! It's just it's everything, and it's this show was was written for and created for it's, it's it was uh by Shonda Rhimes, but the show was created by her for her by by her production company, but it was written specifically for Viola Davis. Viola Davis, and this is I'm I'm giving you zero hyperbole here. She is this generation's Betty Davis, Barbara Stanwyck, and Joan Crawford all rolled up into one. This woman gives you diabolical, self-destructive, funny, coquettish, everything. Just that song, uh, 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 Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. She is every woman, and you can't look away. You Once you look at her, you can't look away. This has been one of the most compelling characters brought to television i'd say in generations in generations annalise keating one of the most fascinating women ever to be on television so flawed so damaged so brilliant and sexy and sexy that needs to be said a woman of a certain age who is damn sexy and damn good at what she does but it doesn't stop her from being super messed up and making bad life choices very very bad life choices and as the show plays out we learn more about her passion it's like oh well this is part of the reason why you're so messed up and it is absolutely amazing to watch just the electricity that comes off of this woman every scene that she's in is electric the her students around her the that orbit around her like the sun they are better for acting being acting with her but as far as their characters she drags them the things that they get involved in Oh my God! The twistedness, the this, the 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 maze that this show is, and you are delighted as you go along this road. It you don't know where you're at, which way is up sometimes, but you are enjoying every minute of it. Every minute of it. I ha- I you don't hear arguments from me. I I think we like flawed characters. We we flock to the flawedness of characters. Um. Yeah, and you know what, this, I know this is not this show, but the last show we did with our top five TV moments, I need to mention that if I have an honorable mention, another one of my top five TV moments is when Annalise Keating slides off that wig slowly. (laughs) (laughs) But I know it's not from 2019, but that's like our top move. You can't stop there, because you got to stop. When she does that, you got to say what she says after she does that. Do you okay. remember what she says? I don't remember what she says. Well, she, after she takes off the wig, she ta- well, she takes off her false eyelashes, and she puts up wipes the makeup off, pulls off that wig slowly. Then she uh, uh, picks up a phone, and she turns around. She goes to her husband, who's in the room. 
why is your penis on this dead girl's oh, phone? Oh, the, this dead girl's phone. Yes. That's and right. Like, and, and again, that was one of the, that was the last 30 seconds of the show. I'm like, what the? What? What? <laughs> but that's what they do. They keep you on pins and needles until the next episode. And then God forbid that, because that always happens with the fi- uh, the season finale. So you're on pins and needles until they come back. Yeah. Why is your penis on this dead, dead girl's, girl's phone? phone. I'm yes. like, what the what? Exactly. Oh, my so, God. Just everything. And so the show is in its final season. I have no idea how it's going to wrap up. But even without seeing the ending, this has been a journey that just I can't really think of anything that compared that that heart pounding thing. There, one thing, the hardest thing to keep up, as I think as a writer, is suspense. Right. This show has managed to be suspenseful for years. It just it just keeps that suspense like you're on the I, literally I have literally fallen off the couch repeatedly. I've been on the edge of my seat too many times with that show. And just I like, mean, whoa, I fell off. Shonda Rhimes the- though. It's Shonda Rhimes. Oh my god. Anyway, just incredible incredible trip if you haven't i it, i am jealous of everyone who has not seen how to get away with murder yet because not only can you watch this incredible show it's on netflix right now but what's incredible is you don't have to do what i did you didn't have to wait for seven grueling days to find out well why is his penis on that dead girl's phone i had to wait <laughs> seven days you just oh. have to click to watch the next episode absolutely and i think uh yeah anybody who's watching it for the first time they're going to get drawn in absolutely so, so, so great be, pick great oh pick Kevin. My god yes thank you so okay tachi so what is your number two favorite show of 2010 20 teens i think this would be no surprise pose i there's nothing terrible that i have to say about the show it's groundbreaking there's never been a show that was you know th- that featured transgender women and actual transgender women you know before um where it's not they're just talking where it's not that they're talking about drag queens that they're talking actually about transgender women um they went the game and then again i love new york i'm a new yorker uh new york in the 80s was a very interesting time and it was you know this is happening at the height of everything that's happening the uh, the a- hiv and aids epidemic um you, this whole uh uh drug epidemic as well in in new york um so i i have nothing bad to say about we talked about it ad nauseum the the last episode but that would be my number two pose oh well i'm not even remotely nauseous talking about pose that show, it is the, the the idea that I think a lot of people were so struck by was a show about not just transsexual uh, characters, but transsexual, a lot of times, sex workers, because that's the only work they can get. Being a family, a family that is there, a ride or die kind of family that's there for them in the worst of times and in the best of and and and, and triumphant times. 
and just it it turned out i was so surprised because we did review this show um when it first came uh uh, came to television and i was very nervous about reviewing it because it was like do i want to watch a show about uh about gay and transgender people in the 80s because it's not like things are exactly it's not a utopia right now right especially in the 80s come on it's gonna be super dark and super depressing but it's it was the show has been anything but it has been filled with so much joy and excitement and zest for life and people pursuing their dream even if it's a dream about being recognized it's a dream about being loved for who they actually are and being loved without having to pretend um anyway just an incredible show an incredible pick an absolutely incredible pick tachi and another thing is that lgbtq life is often portrayed in media as white And I like the fact that we're seeing people of color as the center of this because you don't see that often. Maybe it's one or two characters, but you don't see that often. So I'm glad that this came about. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's my pick. So I need to know your number three pick. No, no, sorry. Number two. Yeah, my number two pick. All right. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um. This show, um, I'm not a person who's normally into westerns. Oh, but this is a western, not like the others. It's a little okay. show called Westworld. Oh God. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's set in a near future, and um, it's it, it's in it's in a a um, basically an, an adult kind of uh, virtual reality theme park, and it's virtual reality because the the you uh, when we first the show first starts, there's a western town that you can go. You pay thousands of dollars a day to be there, and there uh, there are all these people populating this uh, this western town and um you can interact with them in all kinds of ways and um people do interact they go there to interact and and the show um uh asks the question of what will people do when they feel like they can do anything wow you you kind of find out who you are and what you are and you may be surprised by who you are and we actually go we actually see a character go on a journey uh where we see who they are when they go into westworld and through the course of the season we discover who and what they turn into um, after what that what that place does to them, but also we have the uh, the robots, uh, their the, their characters, whom we're initially told, of course, have no feelings that they're that after uh, every. Uh, uh, after every, at the end of the being killed or whatever, like in the course of uh, playing out, the, each each of the robots have these different storylines they're a part of, and you can get involved in them. Where basically you're rescuing a damsel in, in distress who's been tied to train tracks or whatever by some villain, or you can be the villain that's doing the tying to the train tracks, and um, and so we uh, uh Dolores is the main uh, uh character we're initially introduced to, who's a robot. And um, we basically start to see her question the world around her. Like things start to not make sense. And she starts to have deja vu as when certain things start happening to her, just like this has happened before. And uh, and we're seeing this through uh, the, uh, the, the, the actress is Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood gives such a stellar performance as this character, as her, she starts to question the world around her 
and it is beautiful to behold. It is a feat of acting. The acting that happens in the show, not just her, another actress, Tandy Newton, yes. plays a, uh, a, a, a madam of a brothel, and she does not have a heart of gold. She is cunning and deceptive and worldly and sexy, but... She starts to question her existence as well. And she starts having memories of a past that she never lived. And she has memories of being on the prairie and having a little girl. But she has memories of her and that little girl being murdered. And she doesn't know why. And she's determined to figure out why. And we go on this epic journey with these two women. And it is is everything the music in this show the production values are off the charts they take these rock songs and they play them on this like player piano thing and it is breathtaking what they do with this with the score of this show and this show has some surprises and it's not just the women that are incredible acting jeffrey wright's performance there are things we learn about him through the course of the show. He is a scientist who helped create uh, the robots that are uh, that are uh, that are you know working or are are on this uh, working in this world. And Anthony Hopkins. What can you say about a show that lured Anthony Hopkins to doing a, a television show? His performance, the whole thing. The show is so transcendent about what it, the story it's telling, what it's telling us about what it is, what what does it mean to be human, and what does it mean when we lose our humanity? Could it be that machines have more humanity than we do? That show dares to ask these questions, and um, they're asking a lot, and I'm, I'm, it's making me ask things about myself and what do I think of humanity. And it has just been a fascinating trip. The season one is an absolute masterpiece. Um, season two wasn't as good as season one, but there are some incredible... Tandy Newton's storyline in, in season two and what she does is absolutely epic absolutely epic what happens with tandy newton in season two so season one and season two are must-sees and the trailers teasers for season three look even more incredible because we're we've reached we're out of west world and we're going into the world at large and when a robot who's basically been kind of caged becomes a free-range robot that nobody knows is out in the world anything can happen it's like free-range chicken She's oh she's free range and and so and when the when the when the chicken becomes really free range I think that it, they're no longer going to be on the menu you're going to be on the menu damn well the, all of this is not very far fetched because you know when we talk about robots and and this type of thing in order to have that level of high functioning robot it has to have some sort of artificial intelligence and that's basically machine learning where the machine learns each time so that, you know, if it does something wrong, it learns from its mistakes and corrects it. So that you can learn, machines can learn things. And obviously they would retain that because if they have to be able to do something the same, you know, differently the next time they have to retain what was wrong the first time. So obviously they're able to retain things. So they have in a sense, quote memories. So it's even to this point now where they're talking about ethics when it comes to robots and when it comes to artificial intelligence, where for example, you have a brothel full of sex robots do you have to get consent? So they're talking about consent in this case for the robot to consent. So it's not so far-fetched. 
Oh, not at all. No, there it, it's it it was it was an amazing show. And speaking of kind of connected things, there was another show. Oh, here we go. Uh, yes. Called Humans, which is yes, another I show love. about about uh, about uh, about uh, androids, robots androids. living yep. amongst us, and what that world might look like. And it was a beautiful companion show. This isn't even a cheat. This is a beautiful. No, if you're going to watch Westworld, I recommend you watch Humans because it takes place in the UK and it talks about in a world where and we. We are quickly get, we are it's we're already seeing it today with automation like with uh, f- uh factories that make cars how little people it takes to make cars than uh, than it used to and we're uh, we're getting to a point we're going to have uh, uh driverless cars they're not going to be truck drivers anymore the cars the trucks will be driven by robots what happens what happens to people when everything can be done by machines what happens to us when we when we make our we, we make our own obsolescence? What the, what does that do to people? What do we do? And that show asks those questions. And so, the it's a beautiful companion piece for Westworld. So I recommend Westworld and Humans for sci-fi that's actually saying something. Yes, I have. I've only seen a few episode of uh, episodes of uh, Westworld because you know. So, but with uh, Humans, I watched Humans religiously. Great show. Great show. Great and show. Okay. Tachi, so what is your, are we at your, up, up to your number one? We are at my number one. Do you want to do some honorable mentions before you ring your number one? Sure. I have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, I had a show that was actually on the own network that was canceled. It was Mara, Brock Akil and Salima Akil. We actually talked about the whole controversy with this in on an episode of TV channeling love is that was actually kind of loosely based off of their own love story. And it was, oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was very compelling, very well done. I really enjoyed it. And then it's like, I'm sorry, we're not coming back for season two. Oh, Salim Akil did what? Oh, okay. So, yeah, there were all the the accusations by someone who, I guess, was a writer as well, worked with them. Yeah, so, uh, but Love Is was a great show. It's unfortunate that, you know, this is is the thing. You know, people ask, (coughs) excuse me, people ask, uh, can you separate the artist and their art? No, you can't. I don't think you can. And anybody who says you can, it no. Because the flashback of the terrible things they've done to me supersedes, you know, allegedly or whatever. I, I don't know what has been decided in that case. But that supersedes the art. And it's, it's too bad because Love Is was a great show. So that's an honorable mention. Also, again, you know, The Simpsons. <laughs> the Simpsons is always great. I always love it. They find a way to, to level up each each um, season. So that's great. Also, Bob's Burgers. You just talked about it. I was like, that's an honorable mention for me. I absolutely love Bob's Burgers. Um, I don't know that I would eat there in real life, but I I enjoy watching the uh, antics of the family. And um, Atlanta. That's another one for me. Atlanta is great. Donald Glover uh, and his brother, uh, do a great job and write. It was created by Donald Glover, um, and I think his brother is like an executive producer. Great show, really is quintessential Atlanta. I I I love it. So those are my honorable mentions. Do you have any? 
Oh, okay. Let's get yeah, let's do our get let's get our animal mentions out of the way. Okay, um, there was a show that was on ABC uh, that ABC insanely canceled after like uh, two seasons, and it was called was it Imaginary Mary. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> that should, well, the, the mistake they made there was even putting it on the air. But this show exactly. was called Happy Endings, and this was comedy gold. A lot of people wanted to compare it to and put it in the box of the of Friends and like, oh, it's a Friends clone because it's about a group of friends. But it was so far afield from Friends in the way it, in the way it told stories and the relationship dynamics uh, on the show. And it is so funny. It holds up so brilliantly. I keep hoping against hope. Uh, anybody who's seen the show, it aired from 2011 to 2013 on ABC. If you can see it on any streaming platform watch it I uh, you will become a fan instantly and again I think I've talked about the fact that I don't normally really rewatch things that show is refun- so funny I can watch it um, uh, repeatedly it's that funny um, and uh, uh, speaking of, uh, of uh, comedy and rewatching one of my other favorite shows of the decade I have to say is the IT crowd that is available on Netflix it is a British show and it is hilarious I believe I'm right about it starting in the 20 being a 2010 show I don't think it started in 20 uh, nine or something like that um, but I might it might be close I'm not sure I have to look it up but I believe it is one of the best comedies ever you can uh, repeat watching again which is very rare for me but it is so funny the 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 wit is so sharp it can be broad and outlandish and then it can be razor sharp wit at this just the show gives you everything everything so um definitely two funny things uh to check out and another another honorable mention even though the show didn't start in the 2010s but it has had a heyday in this past decade it's got to be Grey's Anatomy this show keeps going and it has gotten better I can't believe it because I was a I've been a Grey's Anatomy stand for a while now and back in the days of Christina Yang Christina Yang left in the 2010s and the show kept going it's lost some major characters some have died some have just actually left the show because everybody doesn't have to die but it's it feels like they all have to uh, if you're on a if you're on a um a uh shonda rhyme show you have to die i'm sorry uh, shonda rhymes again kill your darlings she will bump off a darling and not blink but the show has been better for it it's the show has been absolutely amazing uh the last couple seasons and, and uh this season in particular uh the direction she's taken meredith and uh anyway i am absolutely loving that show and um i i i, I can't give it up so i think those are all of my honorable mentions oh I, I'm very surprised. Well, the other ones you already mentioned, like Pose, I, I, that would be one of one of my honorable mentions. And I guess technically, I guess you could say The Good Wife, even though it started in 2009. It ran from 2009 to 2016. One of my favorite shows of all time hmm. uh, is The Good Wife. So if you can see that on a streaming service or anywhere, watch it from the beginning. Uh, 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 Juliana Margulies. 
Incredible yes. actress, takes you on an incredible journey. It, she starts out being a politician's wife who's kind of caught like a deer in the headlights in a scandal that her husband is involved with prostitutes. And um, we watch her go from being someone's wife to being a full-fledged individual who is not standing by the side of the seat of power. She becomes the seat of power. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so Tachi, what is your number one show of the 2010s, 20-teens? Okay, so my number one show is, again, this is a more recent show, and... I, I, there are a lot of top shows. I, I would say for me, this is my most engaging show as opposed to, oh, the top of all time, you know, it's the most engaging. Number one is The Mandalorian. What? Yes. Oh, wh- what? You've seen three episodes of it. Exactly. That's how engaging wow. it is. That is how engaging it is. And I am usually not, usually I need, you know, more to be able to see. But just in those three, the three were, were so rich that it, it's just, I I absolutely love it. There There's a richness in it. And it's not just because of Baby Yoda. Uh-oh, you've <laughs> been hypnotized Baby by Baby Yoda. <laughs> I have not been hypnotized. If they took Baby Yoda out, I would still be engaged in this. And so I would say it's the most engaging for me and yeah I've only seen three episodes and that's what makes it because right away I had when we were making this list I said oh the Mandalorian right away and then I went back through yeah yeah and I am more of a Star Trek person than I am a Star Wars yeah I'm I'm a Trekkie over over Star Wars definitely but this you know makes you kind of reconsider something like okay do I need to go back and watch Rogue One or this or this and, and, and deconstruct to see what I was missing because of the fact that this is just so engaging. It really Oh my is. God, Rogue One is just, I'm a Rogue One, just, I love that movie, but I, okay, now you got, damn it, Tosh, you're going to make me, I wanted to hold out before I got Well, the hold out, no, wait for the entire the, yeah, know, I want the whole to season be to be done before I, uh, uh, out of uh, of Mandalorian, before I uh, get my free trial, and also there's, uh, all the Marvel shows aren't going to drop until uh, uh, late 2020 or something like that, so they're going to make you wait for a lot of the uh, a lot of the their original content. So um, the game you play when you don't have anything. So anyway, they've got content, but it's not honestly. I don't think it's enough to keep people for the long haul. So it's yeah. So stalling. I think people the the smart move if you can hold out is to wait for at least I'd say until this time next year uh-huh. before subscribing because that way they'll have at least like you know uh, four or five uh, fully up originals uh that uh you know uh what's what's his uh, what's what's let's see there's the winter soldier and um i think it's hawkeye and the winter soldier whatever the whatever that show is going to be called. yeah but there's a lot of different things coming and uh something wanda wanda vision so there's a lot of shows coming but they're not here yet so it's just like um yeah i'm gonna wait a while before i start but but they really everybody is everybody i've heard who's seen the mandalorian i haven't heard one bad thing about it not one there there are no flaws and again i don't know that i'm well versed enough in the star wars universe to be able to detect those flaws i watch and i like them like uh like the star wars universe but again you could if you ask me about star trek i'm more versed in that but again this hands down 
I am. It, it's a month. Like I said, it may not be like, oh, the top, top. I'm putting it at number one because for me, it's the most engaging. It has drawn me in in just three episodes. There's so many others that are good, but there's something about this that is so complete, I think. That if they wow. ended it here at the three and then they said, OK, now we'll go the, the next season will begin in X, Y, Z. I think I would be OK. I'd be annoyed, but I'd be like, okay, I can see it, it was, it feels complete. Wow. Do you know how many episodes are going to be in the in season one? Good question. I don't know how many episodes are going to be in season one. If, if I had to guess, I would guess like eight to 10, um, but I could be wrong. Okay. Wow. All right. You have absolutely, I would have never guessed that your number one pick was going to be the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. My yeah, mind I, is I, officially blown. I, I wouldn't have either. But what again, like I said, that was the first thing I wrote down. And I was like, oh, of course this has got to be. Without even thinking, you know, okay, I haven't seen the whole thing. No, without even thinking about that. Um, but um, yeah, so for me, that's it. Oh, and I'm sorry. One other one other um, honorable mention I'd like to give, Greenleaf. I, I actually really enjoy that show and it, it's complex because it shows the 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 inner workings of a a like a, a church like a mega church so i i'm it's very interesting <laughs> so had to throw green leaf in there but now it's time for your number one pick dear kevin what is your well, number one as if i don't know Okay. Um, oh wow! I wonder if you do know. Um, because maybe I don't, since you're saying that. Um, yeah, because my number one was stolen. But anyway, um, let's see. Um, this it, this was actually it was a it was a fight to the finish to see who was going to be on top. Um, uh, but I have to give it up to Game of Thrones. I, okay, yeah. Then I knew. Because you know what? Before Game of Thrones, we had to imagine dragons. We don't have to imagine them anymore. HBO made them real. And um, <laughs> it was a journey. The world building. Uh, and I'm not claiming to have understood everything. In fact, one of these, this is one of the shows where I discovered the whole uh, just getting into the recaps where I had to like go onto YouTube and watch people who read all the books explain, now this is this character and this is their backstory and this is why they're doing this and this is why they're doing that and this is how this is different from the book and this is why they did that. And I and I got like deeply ensconced and entrenched in it. And I didn't watch from the very beginning. A friend of mine was trying to talk me into why I'm like, I don't I don't care about some kind of swords and I don't want to see some kind of reimagining of Conan, Conan the Barbarian or whatever. Boo, who cares? Um, but he's like, oh, Kevin, you got to see this one. He wanted me to see this one scene where Daenerys, uh, Tar uh, Targaryen, the mother of dragons, becomes the mother of dragons, and she emerges from a fire with these baby dragons. She's she's she goes she's unburned after emerging from a from a roaring fire, and these baby dragons are like crawling all over her. I'm like, what? And so my friend said, just watch this, and I was like, I I don't know what's happening, but I need to see more, and I went back. And and uh, started watching it and just like got sucked in, just like what the show was amazing. And um, I got to talk about the last season. The last season, in all its flaws, had so many incredibly epic moments. We um, we talked about the death of the Night King in our last episode, so I don't need to go into that. Uh, but 
um, mo- moments that actually genuinely moved me. Uh, the Sansa storyline and wh- what Sansa starts out as a as a young girl and the things that she goes through and and the woman she becomes and the the stories were dark. That's another thing. There is no show that took us to darker places that disturbed me more but kept me coming back. Uh, it took me on an absolute journey. And another thing, this is another one of those kill your darlings. This show, the the first season, everybody was absolutely certain who the star of the show was until the star gets his head cut off in the final episode of season one. And we're like, what? Is that, I don't, well, who are we? What, what is this show about? <laughs> the show just kept going. And, um, and, and then, and again, there was a wedding where things went red and it just changed. Every, and I was just like, what? I mean, just come on. Uh, uh, just, oh my God. Uh, uh, George R. R. Martin, the, the, what, the workings of that man's mind. And I don't want to give things away for people who haven't seen it yet. I don't know what rock you're living under, but you might want to watch it on some streaming service. I will say one thing. Hordor, one of the most epic things visually, but the writing of it, the, 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 this man puts out breadcrumbs in season one, episode one, and in season five, episode eight, those breadcrumbs pay off. And you're like, what? He was laying the groundwork in episode one. What? what? Huh? The payoff is now and your mind is just continued to be blown. So the show was far from perfect. There were mistakes, especially in the final season. The final season was absolutely rushed. Mistakes were made. The the two guys behind it, as brilliant as they were, is as flawed as they were because they just, I guess they got tired. They're like, let's just burn through these last few episodes. Huge mistake. The arc for Daenerys Targaryen at the end was like, what to the haunt to the hell? No. Mistakes were absolutely made. Balls were dropped. But still, so many epic highs. So many moments where Brienne of Tarth is knighted. So many uh, that li- things that lifted your spirit and made you like, you know, wow. You make made you care, made you believe, and made you feel triumphant for the people when they had their triumphs, when they had their victories. You were right there with them. Um, so an, a- an absolutely epic show. Sadly, lazily at the end, they're like leaving Starbucks cups in shots. Uh, <laughs> in this medieval uh, medieval type world um, and leaving plastic water bottles in shots. So got absolutely lazy. Balls were dropped. Mistakes were made. It ended too soon. It ended too fast. It was rushed. But still, it was one of the most epic TV shows, I think, of all time. But definitely one of the most memorable shows, if in my opinion, the most memorable show of the 2010s 20 teens. Well, I certainly know it was very popular. Many people were GOTers, all sorts of groups. It was a social media phenomenon. People were into their Game of Thrones, and winter was coming every week, despite it was July. (laughs) (laughs) However, I cannot join in the joy you have because HBO. (laughs) 
And when I did watch it, I, as I mentioned before, I wasn't that drawn in. So there are well, some no, people. One thing like I want to say that, that to be to be fair, Tanchi, that um, a lot of people complained about, and there were reasons to be complained. There are a lot of people felt like the 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 beginnings of the show was very sexist, the way women were being treated. But what was amazing about it is there was an absolute arc for these. The women characters were the strongest characters in the end of this show. The women were running it. The women were abused in the earlier seasons of the show, but the women came into their own and took over and kicked ass. And um, it turned out to be an an epic thing for women. I think there are some still some feminists that felt like they didn't like the the way the women, even when they were triumphant, the way they were depicted, because they felt like they were depicted in two. The women that the that that were the most triumphant, they felt like were kind of presented more like male characters as far as in the way they move through the world. So. Um, I don't agree with that, but I can see why maybe you needed to give the show more time because it uh, before it, it completely pulled you in. But it's I hadn't seen anything like it before, and I, I don't know if I'll ever see anything quite like it again. It was it was an absolute adventure, and um, there were some of the most epic. There's a shot where like where Arya. Uh, this young girl when she goes off uh, and she gets on this ship and the final shot of the season is her at the uh, uh, um, at the at the front what is that called the bow what's the begin the, the the nose of the ship she's at the front of the ship and she's headed off on this quest to try and find someone and the world looks so big just the 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 the, the, the um the, the word ambitious doesn't begin to describe what HBO did trying to bring these these books to the screen. The world is so big, it's so epic, and uh, trying to put that and the money it took to put it on the screen and just how much it was costing for every second those damn dragons would be on the screen. Um, it was, that that's, that whole saying, remember that tagline they used to have? It's not HBO, I mean, it's not television, it's HBO. Yes. This was not, no other network could have done what uh, HBO did with this show. No one else could touch it. Hmm. Well, I'm glad for the women getting strong and on their own. They could have bent Hummers over their knee. I still wouldn't be interested in it. <laughs> so, so good for them. Um, and I'm glad you found something you enjoyed on HBO. Oh, well, I, okay. I, I don't. I don't feel like you're condescending to me at all. Good. All right, Tachi. So, <laughs> so, this has been. It's been incredible hearing your list. The Mandal. I'm still floored by the Mandalorian. I yeah. Still I, I. I'm still surprised myself, but um. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. All right, so we've talked about a lot of shows today, but we talked a lot about about a lot of shows in the past. And Tachi, how can people listen to our incredibly rich, incredibly detailed catalog? There are several ways, and so I actually had to write them down so I don't forget <laughs> these platforms we're, that we're so lucky to be on. We are on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, WJMSRadio.com. By the way, you can listen to us live Tuesday and Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern and 2 p.m. Pacific. And if you can't remember any of that, just go to our website, our newly tooled website, tvchanneling.com, where you can listen to past episodes. You can take a look at our bios and all sorts of really fun stuff. And guess what? You can also connect. Oh, before I say that, 
Make sure you like and subscribe us on these platforms that you li- you're listening to. And also leave a review. We would love a really nice review because if you're still listening, chances are you like us. So please leave a nice review. So, Kevin, speaking of our website, they can find out all about our social media on the website. Where are we on social? Oh, we're everywhere on social, Tanchi. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And we're on my personal favorite, Twitter. So please reach out to us. So if there is a story in uh, uh, in television and pop culture that you want to hear our take on, let us know. And we'll talk about it on the show. If there is a TV show you'd like us to review to hear our take on or a new trailer for a TV show you think we should take a look at let us know and you can uh, follow us on all those platforms and let us know and you can even call in to us if you want to call in and actually leave us a voice message you can do it either by going to our bio and actually calling us and leaving us a message or you can do it through the Anchor app just search for TV channeling reruns and Leave us a voice message and we just might play it on the show. Yes. So with that, now that you're sufficiently listened up to our uh, top five shows of the two, whatever this is, the The 2010s and the 20 teens. (laughs) Nonsense. (laughs) So now that you've sufficiently listened and you've gotten our opinions, hopefully you'll be able to uh, check out some of these things because I think they're really good picks. That's why we pick them. And now that you know where to listen to us, you can also listen to back episodes, guys. You don't have to just stick with what's current. Listen to back episodes because they're really fun and really informative. And I guess we're going to leave you to it since we've taken so much of your time. But we appreciate you. We'll sign off now. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it in 2020, you guys. But not Game of Thrones. Cheers. (laughs) Oh, my God. Final space. I forgot to mention it. Okay. Final space. Honorable mention. (laughs) Bye. Bye.